1: Hello everyone and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thinks!
0: start coming and they don't stop coming Bid to the rules and I hit the ground running didn't make sense not to live for fun your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb so much to do so much to see so what's wrong with taking the back streets wow, wow. <laughs> you never know if you don't go <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> no go <laughs> you never shine if you don't glow glow, glow. <laughs> Love how you just... I always like the wow wow <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just throw an extra wow wow, wow in there <laughs> Hey guys, welcome. This is Shit Your Shrink Things. This is a podcast where two shrinks tell you what we think about mental health. We give you fun new facts. We give you skills to try. We also practice the skills. We tell you how we did and what we could have improved upon. And yes, today's song was Smash Mouth All-Star. And uh, we picked it because we are doing an episode on geropsychology or mental health and older adults. And Michaela came up with the idea because it's the years start coming and they don't stop coming. So yeah, we figured that
1: was, <laughs> that was it. I just remembered I had another song that I had thought of, which is "The Story" by Brandy Carly. Oh. I don't know if you've ever heard, oh, I have you know heard of it, that song. Uh-uh, I don't know if I've oh, heard of it. You'll have to look it up later. It's What's like th- all of these lines across my face oh. tell you a story of where or of who I am. Oh, so many stories of where I've been. Oh, and da, 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 da. yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you'll have to look that one up. That would be another good song for this.
0: Yeah, I actually think that's a really nice one. I th- I like to reframe wrinkles as experience points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. These are my experience points. <laughs> Plus one to charisma, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... As you all might remember, we do usually do a What's Good segment on this podcast. And the What's Good segment is either a story of something fun or positive that happened to us last week or it can be a poem or it can be a fun fact. So what's good with you this week, Michaela?
1: Well, I first want to apologize for my What's Good where I told that story from high school, I just went through and edited that. Which one? Which one? Which one? Where I where we st- pulled the all nighter for that documentary that oh, I made? Yeah, yeah. I just listening to it is like, oh cool. And then you found five dollars. Like, what's the fucking point of this story, Michaela? Like, I don't. So
0: <laughs> I thought
1: it was good. I liked it. I liked your story. Whatever. Uh... Oh, whatever. I don't know. I just wanted to apologize because I felt like it was one of those stories that people are like, I don't get it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, what? They hit you with the okay hands. They're like, all right. They send you the okay meme. (laughs) But my other what's good. Did you ever watch Ghost Hunters? uh like the thing it was like on discovery channel or something it was like a it was on sci-fi sci-fi
0: yeah and it was like almost a documentary where they followed around
1: people who were looking for ghosts that one they're called taps yes and they go in and they like investigate a place and they try to like disprove a little bit too and and, like the guys used to be plumbers and now they're like ghost hunters hell to the yeah yeah i've absolutely watched this uh yeah yeah so I like that way better than the travel one. What are those? Oh, those oh. ones that yell at the guy yeah, at the um, ghosts
0: with um, Zach, beggin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I like ghost hunters way better because I felt like they're not they're not like provoking the ghosts; they're just yeah. like investigating.
0: Yeah, that guy's got a, a lot going on. He's got
1: some. He's got some stuff going. Yeah, on. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna
0: diagnose him, but I was like, I'll hold on. Was- <laughs> he's, he's got some. That bro. <laughs> Homie has some stuff going on. Let's just say that. Something is weird there.
1: But what I found yes. is Ghost Hunters is now on Disney. No, it is not. Shut up. It is. It is on Disney. Now, Now it's like it's like a new Ghost Hunters. So, like, one of the main guys is there. And it's like a new start with a new team. Shut But they already have, like, two seasons on Disney right now. I have chills. I'm going to watch this, like, today. I used to watch it, like, every Wednesday. Because that's when it would come out. I
0: love this. Like they would
1: have like just like ghost hunters all day on Wednesdays.
0: This has made me so happy. I am gonna watch this immediately. Thank you for this gift.
1: Yeah. I was like, what? It's on Disney. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Disney. (laughs) Look low-key just like (laughs) finding the good stuff. (laughs) They're just buying out everybody. Like that's mine now. And that's mine. That's mine. (laughs) Star Wars? Oh, that's mine now. Also mine. (laughs) Discovery Channel? Mine.
0: mine mine yeah disney okay (laughs) we'll take it
1: yeah either way i can watch it again so i was like super stoked
0: oh man thank you for this gift i will be watching this as well
1: yeah well what is your what's good sunny i'm so excited to hear
0: oh so my what's good is i just returned from some travel i went to london england I, and also the Cotswolds and also Bristol, so I was just over in England bopping around for a little bit. Uh, I do notice that we have some UK listeners, so hey guys, what's up? I was just over there, and I just have to say, really stunning work you're doing over there. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> really beautiful stuff. Uh, my what's good is just that I took this trip. I was in London for a couple days. Uh, the majority of what it, you know, we did all the touristy stuff where... You go to the palace. You see the abbeys. You go on the London Eye. All that, which is very cool. But my favorite was, we did a tour of bao buns. I don't know if you've heard of a bao bun before. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a bun. It's a Chinese food. Uh, I think it. I think it's originally Chinese. And it is filled. It's like a puffy little jiggle bun, that's filled with yummies, right? could be like dessert foods or it could be like lamb or beef or veggies or whatever. And I became obsessed with bao buns on my journey. There was a shit ton of them in Chinatown. And we just did a tour of bao buns like every day. We ate different bao buns from different places and it was amazing. (laughs) Uh, We ate a lot of good food out there. Went to like Kensington Palace and all the shit. So That was cool. And then the Cotswolds were awesome, as you would imagine. They're just – it's just cozy cabin – cozy Mm. cottage land, not cozy cabin land. (laughs) And, yeah, so there's, like, a bunch of gardens. It's basically, like, being in Pride and Prejudice. And probably the low-key best part was that we stayed in this bed-and-breakfast. And and, uh, y'all should should do it and say that I heard about it on a podcast. It's called The Pitts House. And it – was just like literally magical. It was decorated in this very beautiful way. It was really cutesy. I think there were ghosts there. And <laughs> <laughs> really, I actually do think I'm there in. were ghosts there. Um, all right. Yeah. And then they, the woman who owns it, is used to be a fashion buyer. So she's got really good taste. And then she has all these dogs. And normally she keeps them away from the customers. Like you wouldn't even know she has dogs. But we liked the dogs. so We wanted to hang out with them. So she would let them out with us when we were eating breakfast. And one of them was a French bulldog who has one <gasps> eye and sn- oh! and snorts all the time. And uh, this dog's name was Mabel. And we <laughs> apparently the uh, host, her daughter named the dog, the one eyed walrus. So because it like grunts and snorts and sounds <laughs> like a walrus. <laughs> and so, yeah, the one eyed walrus was also a big part of the trip. So yeah, I loved it. Um, I was joking with my husband that, like, I have this file clerk upstairs that files all of my memories and sensory experiences. And she has gotten a bit overwhelmed lately and had a backlog of memories and sensory experiences to, like, process Mm. and code and put into files. And so, like, literally the whole time I was just, like, processing memories and coding things. And, like, oh, yeah, I think that goes here. Here's what I want to do with my life. Here's how I want to move forward. So it was, like, 12 days of just me being out. Side in the country and petting dogs and eating bow buns and processing memories and it was just a great time.
1: decompressing a bit yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, spinning that's uh, on my bucket list I want to I want to get overseas I
0: yeah I would someday. think you would love the Cotswolds in particular I was actually thinking oh, I'm of sure you out there I was like yeah oh, yeah Michaela would love this like it's way in the country <laughs> there's nobody out there it's like you're just in these beautiful gardens, and yeah, like I said, ghosts. Mm. So it's <laughs> not to love? Yeah. There's ghosts everywhere. Ghost, ghost, ghost. <laughs> yeah, we were definitely in this house. It was like 100% haunted that was filled with a person who I suspect was a hoarder, had taken all of these objects and put all of these objects in this house. And I think they were all haunted, and it was crazy. Uh, and he lived next door in the co- carriage house because the house was so filled with objects that he acquired overseas. And
1: Oh, man. I was
0: like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where what's good this week. so i I'm just gonna spoil the homework. I didn't do any homework. I don't know. I didn't I don't even remember what my homework was. I went overseas. I did no homework. I just tried That's to...
1: you shouldn't have done homework. Yeah. You were overseas. To be fair though, you did work on the podcast. I feel like that was homework yeah, in itself.
0: Yeah, I did. I was <laughs> doing it. I was doing it on the flight. And I do we have a spoiler alert, we have a podcast episode coming up about mental health and travel because as I was traveling, I was like, oh, this is a really cool, like theme so i made our outlines and did all of our editing and stuff like that on the plane and it was i mean it's like i got eight hours in the air what the hell else am i gonna do just gonna watch supernatural reruns which definitely i did download a lot of supernatural i was gonna reruns. say
1: uh that's probably what i would vote
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was on the docket i did get to that trust me <laughs> uh what's cassie doing this week anyway so what did you try for outside of podcast experiments
1: So mine was to verify that some of the older people that I'm working with have all the supports that they need Mm. and maybe refer some people to potential services. Sure. And a fair number of people that I am working with are already established with several wraparound services that come and help them in their home and do various tasks or check on them. Mm-hmm. There were a few people who I thought could benefit from ser- from services, and I did talk to them about it, but they were not quite that interested. They were kind of like, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I get that to each their own and, you know, take take your time and do what feels comfortable to you. But right. I do feel good about at least like checking and kind of being like, you know, you could get help in this way.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's, that's really a positive situation. I think, you know, not a lot of people offer the wraparound types of care. And so even looking into it is probably pretty positive, honestly. So good on you.
1: Well, so this week we are continuing our discussion on geriatric mental health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, last week we talked a lot about kind of the complicated nature of mental health and why, you know, why our elderly population tends to have some struggles. I mean, goodness gracious, life is starting to throw everything at them, right? We have Mm -hmm. health declines. And, like, some, like, long-term health factors that are affecting our mobility, that are affecting our independence. Mm -hmm. We have potential grief because we're Mm -hmm. losing people and Mm -hmm. just life is changing. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty common for people to start to experience some mental health stuff. Right. Of course. So this week we're really going to talk a lot about the treatment and care and the strategies needed to kind of help address mental health for our elderly population.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so one of the first things, and I love that Michaela has said this. Actually, I'm gonna let you present this because I, I think it's like such a good point. So start here, Michaela. What is the first <laughs> thing that we
1: like, don't do this. Hey, don't do yeah. this. It's
0: just a good point to start.
1: Yeah. So first off, I really, really wanted to just note, please do not call our elderly people cute. Yeah. I feel like that is so demeaning. Uncool. They are adults with colorful histories, and they have probably seen some shit that you couldn't imagine. Yeah. Pop, pop over there. Got, like, a 27 kill count, okay? (laughs) I don't like being called cute. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's really demeaning. Like, you can call, like, children and puppies, like, yeah, sure. Like, that's okay. But calling other people cute, I just, I don't like it. And, I mean, if it's something that you do, that's okay. Just try to start to catch yourself and start changing it. You know, we want to help them keep their dignity and we want to respect them. So, like, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I I like saying wholesome instead. Mm, My okay, they are so wholesome. Like I, if somebody is like so that. like wholesome, they're you know they're knitting and they're like healthy and they're making you a pie and all this like cool. I mean, it's wholesome. Like what you mean really is that like they're engaging in in patterns that you think are like healthy and friendly and kind and so like yeah we want to call that cute but it's like it's actually like a little bit negative or a little bit demeaning so wholesome might be a different more
1: a better word yeah I like that word yeah Yeah. I think that's cool yeah Yeah. I just I was just like as I was starting to write this I was like I gotta throw that out there like let's not let's not use that term because it's not cool right right
0: and think about any time I think as uh, women, we've also been called cute, like when yes. we're mad or when we're having like yeah. feelings, like, oh, you're so cute. It's like, don't, please don't. It, it makes it sound like your problems are maybe less than. So it's totally, I get, it's hard to always find the right words. I get that. It's not a big mm-hmm. deal if you've effed up before. That's just life. And it's a growing opportunity.
1: Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Don't beat yourself up if you use that term or have used that term. Just start to maybe be a little more aware and try not to use it. Because, I mean, I remember in my youth, like, using yeah. that word. Oh, I said cute too. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, i would be like, oh, they're so cute to an yeah. older person. Yeah. And then later I kind of recognized, oh, shit, I don't like that. Yeah, No. yeah, Like, exactly. it gave me bad taste and I started to work on that and not use that language. So.
0: Right. I heard once that. If you can look back on memories and some of them feel like embarrassing or uncomfortable to you, then it means you're growing. So I like that. You know, it's like, well, yeah, there are things that are embarrassing and uncomfortable and it means that you're learning enough to make the positive changes for the future. So, hey, there's Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Or at least that's what I tell myself when (laughs) embarrassing (laughs) memories keep me up all night. (laughs) When my brain has decided to give me a slideshow of all the stupidest shit I've ever said. then (laughs) Then you say,
1: but I no longer say that shit. Mostly. I, <laughs> that, at least, that,
0: that. I at least now know that was stupid shit to say. <laughs> right. Okay, So as we've also discussed, older adults do have some unique needs and some more risk factors. So often complex medical concerns or psychosocial challenges in addition to health concerns are the risk factors. So what that means is that if, as treatment providers and even as family members or people, even as partners, it can be a little bit difficult to decipher what's maybe a physical health concern, what's a mental health concern, where are mm-hmm. these, what's grief, where are these things originated from. So we want to get a clearer picture that's part of the treatment. They likely have, like we said, complex health histories, which might include comorbidities. So we first want to get good assessment on what's actually going on physically Mm-hmm. And we also need to know what types of physiological reserve they have. So, like, like is this person's kidney and liver functioning okay? Um, how is their brain, etc.? So that we can get a sense of what's going on in the background that could be
1: influencing their mental health. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they will present atypically and non-specifically. Amen. Me too. So- That's my
0: whole presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you that is not exclusive to older adults. Like when no. I when I was super bummed out postpartum, like I said, all I wanted to do was like yell at people, curse, and drink whiskey. So like, I wouldn't say that was a typical presentation. So. No,
1: probably not. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Pre- yeah, so other people often <laughs> have these kind of presentations, but for our older population, that's it's really common. Yeah. And what that means is that they lack the usual signs and symptoms characterizing a particular condition or diagnosis. They come in identifying non specific issues. Yeah. For Stress. example, <laughs> yeah, many older adults experiencing depression don't come in acknowledging their mental health struggles. They might come in expressing some issues with physical aches or pain, some fatigue or sleep issues, some memory difficulties, or maybe that they just want to stay home a lot instead of going out and socializing. So, it's it's not always really clear and defined that this is what's going on. They're like, Yeah, no, I'm just really tired. Mm. Yes. Which, you know, why that could be a billion things. Yeah. And often
0: they'll <laughs> present to the physician first.
1: Right. Right. So like our referrals for
0: older adults usually come from physical medicine specialists like physical therapy or medical or Cairo because they're going to come in saying, like, my low back hurts. I just don't want to leave the house because I have these aches and pains or my head hurts. Lots of headaches come mm-hmm. up or, like, weird chronic pain comes up. Or, like Michaela said, the sleep issues. But also I just hear people say, like, I just don't want to be around other people or yeah. I just see nothing really is getting me happy the way it used to. Or they might just say, mm-hmm. like, I'm just stressed. These, But it's yeah. all very nonspecific
1: yeah. Part of why we really do have to pay attention, to is they could be at greater risk for chronic illnesses or even death. Mm-hmm. So their symptoms may progress more rapidly. So delays in diagnosis for various things can be fatal. For example, failure to recognize pneumonia in older adults who present with isolated confusion can result in delay of antibiotics and prolonged hospital stay and even death. So, I mean, that's a very physical example, but it's still kind of an example. Like they come in saying that they're kind of confused, Mm -hmm. and it's actually, you know, due Mm -hmm. to pneumonia. So we have to really be aware and do a lot of differential diagnosis. Absolutely. And
0: I do have to just say that we're going to edit this out, but Michaela did try to say pneumonia like six different times (laughs) and said ammonia every time. (laughs) And it was amazing. I wanted. I wish we could. <laughs> no, I was trying to keep that out. I no, wish, You're I wish, Meanie, I could still cut you this. You could cut it. I wish we could put it at the end. <laughs> if I was editing it, I would just put at the end. You being like ammonia, pneumonia, ammonia, pneumonia. <laughs> It's my favorite part. I'm sorry. Okay, anyway, so moving on. Uh, All this means that we really do need to do lengthy differential diagnosis and make sure that they've had recent medical evaluations to make sure we're aware of comorbid issues and that all those components are being addressed. And often this means trying to get them other resources. And I do just want to touch base on a particular set of comorbidities really quickly, and that is... Mm-hmm. Delirium. So, delirium and dementia often are comorbid. So, just I don't know how much folks know out there, but delirium is a state of not necessarily being oriented to time, place, and person, which means that you may have like very suddenly and re- very rapidly you're confused about where you are, who you are, um, what year yeah. it is. Like, you're kind of in and out of consciousness. And this is usually due to infection um, and like, like a UTI or like Michaela said, like pneumonia,
1: and it Mm -hmm. can cause
0: really rapid decline, which can look sometimes like dementia, like a stroke related dementia, which is more of a long-term. So say you have like a mini stroke and then you have these features Mm -hmm. or even Alzheimer's disease. And then all three of those things, right, can cause anxiety, let's say, or depression. So again, you really need, in older adults, maybe even more than others, you really need clear diagnostics and you really need a good medical workup. So just yet another example of that.
1: Yeah. So really, really make sure if they they haven't seen their primary care provider or medical provider before coming to you, make sure that they are getting referral to that or they are going to be checking in and getting an evaluation Mm -hmm. for those Mm -hmm. symptoms. And you might want to consider referral for physical Mm -hmm. therapy or occupational Mm -hmm. therapy consults. I mean... Sometimes they might need some kind of adaptive equipment, like a shower seat or like a home health aid or some other type of skilled service. Mm -hmm. I mean, as much as we can, we want to wrap Mm -hmm. around and make sure that that we are adjusting and helping with all of those physical life changes.
0: It is really ideal to age in place so stay in the home as long as humanly possible. And Mm -hmm. so these wraparound services really help people age in place. And then that tends to help mental health, actually. So aging in place helps with even like if you have Alzheimer's, it helps not to change the environment. Right. Like it it helps to kind of have somebody in the same environment so that they know what the routine is and it can make sure that people essentially live longer. So, yeah, these services, even though they seem like very, I don't know. Tangential, like
1: unrelated, it all relates back to mental health. Mm-hmm. We do want to assess for signs of that cognitive mm-hmm. impairment and consider a referral for appropriate specialists to evaluate and test. I mean, if if you aren't qualified to do cognitive assessments, then we want to make sure that we're getting those things assessed. Yeah, so as well. like a lot of times, your primary care provider will do something called a MOCA
0: or a SLUMS, and those are basically just like mm-hmm. it's a single piece of paper. They'll say, like, hey, here are some numbers. Repeat these back to me. What is this animal called? What is this animal called? Draw this square. You know, things like that. And then if they're below a certain threshold, this primary care provider or social wor- – I think social workers do MOCAs, right, also? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah and- we can. But I, I think tech like- – you have to have, like, a specific training to, like, yeah. for mocha. Like, mocha has, like, a, yeah. I don't know, some kind of financial Yeah, you yeah. Gotta, you got the to the, you gotta the pay the coin to get the skill. You got to pay the point, yeah.
0: And uh, psychologists yeah. will do it also. But usually it's in a primary care office. And then they'll refer them for further mm-hmm. testing, which is, like, a four-hour-long neuropsychological test, usually. Um, and right. that's usually somebody called a neuropsychologist. And they sit down and they do everything from, like... I, I could tell you all the tests; it wouldn't be relevant. But they'll test working memory, they'll test long-term memory, they'll test attention, they'll test language, and they'll be able to give you yeah. a differential usually between: well, does this look more like a stroke? Does this more look like Alzheimer's? Does this look like pseudo bulbar depression? And super, whoa, Subaru pseudo bulbar <laughs> <laughs> depression is when um, there is like a. Depression that is related more to uh, how do I describe this? It looks like Alzheimer's, but it's actually depression. Let's say, like, so it'll be like there's a memory yeah. concern, but it's actually depression. It turns out. And I I would say too, if you're a family member and you really think something specific is going on, or the diagnosis that you're being given isn't really helping you understand what's going on here. Don't be afraid to be a little bit of a pit bull about it. Really dig in there, get a couple of different opinions. You don't need to just Mm -hmm. stick with one opinion and kind of fight back a little. If you're not agreeing with what's going on, don't be afraid to dissent from the opinion of the providers in front of you because you're the one who's seeing this person most. Or if it's you, right? If you're the person who's experiencing this, then don't be afraid to fight back a little bit if you don't agree.
1: Yeah, and advocate for yourself and maybe even advocate for these Mm -hmm. assessments. I mean, for a full neurocognitive Mm -hmm. evaluation. I mean, I think that that is something that is really helpful. And I mean, that differential diagnosis can be really beneficial to give you some clear cut Mm -hmm. answers. I totally
0: agree. So we also want to evaluate for psychosocial concerns and encourage people to connect with their community, engage with local senior center activities, other community activities, church, whatever it is for you, but getting connected into some sort of integrated
1: system so that you feel part of something. Mm -hmm. And we really do want to report suspicions of abuse or neglect. You know, mandating reporting can occur when there is suspicion Mm -hmm. alone. We don't have to have specific Mm -hmm. proof. So, when in doubt, report. Because, I mean, I feel like this population is really taken advantage of a lot, uh, especially financially. I see mm-hmm. that a lot. Report what you think. Better safe than sorry. Uh, I, <laughs> um, first of all, so
0: while in England, there are two sayings that I could not stop uh, laughing about. And one of them is see it, say it, sort it. And now I'm just saying that all the time. It was, you said it on the, on the subway basically it's called the tube I guess over there but it's like the subway system if okay. you see anything wrong you have to report it and the, they keep saying it over the loudspeaker. they're like see it say it sort it and <laughs> so now I say see it say it sort it I guess the other one was yeah <laughs> like the other it. one was mind the gap which means like please don't fall in the hole between, <laughs> between right. the train but I like that so see it say it sort it and also mind the gap I guess whatever that means to you <laughs> And so, yes, with all these like round services, things can be a little bit more helpful for our older pop- older population. We also want to consider psychosocial event- interventions like therapy and medications yes. also in addition to that. These are usually recommended for the treatment of mental, neurological, or substance use
1: in older adults. Yeah. So one of the good choices for psychotherapy with older adults could be interpersonal therapy. With this therapy, you simply work on identifying the client's underlying problem and develop effective coping strategies. So it's easily adaptable to older populations, and it may be especially useful for grief management and the development of coping skills for, like, the transition to long-term care Mm -hmm. facilities. Um, It's just a really kind of flexible Mm-hmm. Model. Absolutely. I like that one a lot. And then, of course, we have the gold standard, which is cognitive
0: behavioral therapy. And it's often noted due to its effectiveness with many, many diagnoses, which we know it's just like the maybe the most broadly tested. And we have to mm-hmm. we do have to, though, consider that our clients may have cognitive functioning or flexibility issues. And so just be aware yeah. if you're going to be using, you know, thought challenging records, then. Mm mm-hmm, we just have to make sure that that's i don't know in that person's wheelhouse let's say
1: right right personally i do really like acceptance and commitment therapy yeah ACT that's the for one our older population that's the one. yeah it's mine too yeah love yeah, that one yeah so an act approach may theoretically be better than cbt approach Given that many are older adults' uh, mental health worries are correlated to their health, losses, and their abilities and supports, and those general changes that we've already discussed. So, an acceptance and a mindfulness approach may be more beneficial than, you know, kind of that control oriented challenging strategy. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely agree. Yeah. So, CBT, you know, approach challenges the validity of our thoughts. And that might not be beneficial because their worries are valid. Yeah, it's actually valid. I can validate their yeah. catastrophizing yeah, a little bit, valid, right? Like, <laughs> this thing might kill me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like. Right. So that whole acceptance approach and just trying to be mindful and enjoy the moment is probably going to be one of the better options for our older population when it comes to psychotherapy. Yes.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, really focusing remaining resources uh, rather than looking at, you know, thinking about loss or disablement. Um, so these are, I mean, these are kind of some therapy treatment approaches. I think that for both of us, Michael and I have both worked with kind of an older adult population. And I would say, I'm trying to think about what things, like what diagnoses I typically see people come in with just like as a global, like, what have we seen generally? And the majority of what I see actually is folks come in and it's spousal loss is a really big one. Like grief yeah. is a really big one. Spousal yeah. loss is a really big one. Mm-hmm. Um, losing a friend uh, is a really big one. And then for a lot of people, some sort of loss of a identity. And usually the identity is like a physical thing.
1: Like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can't quite do all the things they used to do, and that was that was that was yeah. their life. That yeah. was their life, especially
0: for some older adult popu- populations. A big piece of uh, feeling productive is a really big piece of identity. Feeling like you can do all the stuff you know, around the farm, so to speak. You can lift what you need to lift. You can move Mm -hmm. what you need to move. You can be stalwart and get everything done and engage financially. And if you even, I don't know, like let's say your back is going out for whatever reason, you just have to even take breaks. I think a lot of that is really freaking stressful and frustrating. And I, like I can say from a personal note, it is really hard when you have a health thing and you kind of see yourself as like Bane from Batman and then you have to slow down a little bit it's really a process yeah. to wrap your mind around that and it's really interesting to try to figure out like how do I fit into I don't know my family or my friend group or how do I even understand myself when for so long I've identified as like I don't know the person who the brings do it the all bacon. badass yeah yeah, yeah exactly like, it's, it's very confusing so those are the big things I see and then another one is adjusting to life after a dementia diagnosis Mm -hmm. is another really big one. And frankly, often in my practice, I'm like the first one to notice that something is up because I will see the person more often than other providers will. And so I'll notice if there are word finding difficulties, I'll notice if they look confused more so one week than another. Um, I will notice if Just, like, if things aren't tracking the right way, and often therapists will notice if there is an episode of delirium. Uh, That's a really big one is if I see somebody have a huge change in their cognitive functioning and I've been following Mm -hmm. from for like six months, the case, then it will often be me who's calling the primary care provider or somebody else and be like, hey, we need a urinalysis here or whatever. Like, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but this person is clearly, they definitely have delirium. Um, And so those are the really most common things. And I think, you know, just as an aside, we could probably do a whole episode on this because my dissertation was on caregivers, but I think like we can never underplay the value and role of how caregivers are also affected by aging yes. populations. Yes and uh, caregiving is actually a risk factor for developing depression and anxiety. And so like mm-hmm. you can view um, yourself as a caregiver and yourself as an older adult as maybe a dyad we call we call it a dyad. so it's like a pair. And each person's health affects the other person's health. And so that's something to also kind of keep in mind. And it's usually like uh, now we call it the sandwich generation. Usually caregivers are uh, women in families, probably ages like 50 to 60, are usually maybe maybe 65, 68, 50 to 70, let's say, are caring for aging parents. And they're also caring for their children and then also (laughs) their grandchildren. So they're sandwiched in, providing all the all care yeah, yeah care to everybody yeah. yeah they're
1: watching the grandkids they're helping their children with mm-hmm. certain things and mm-hmm. they're providing you know long-term care for their parents yeah
0: and so that's yeah. that's another thing that's to a keep lot in mind and and mm-hmm. uh yeah so and some of our audience members it depends right what group you're in but you may identify with one or more of these different groups so it's just another thing to keep in mind
1: Right. Yeah. And for those caregivers, I mean, it's okay to acknowledge the struggle. And Mm -hmm. it's okay to to get help, too. I mean, there are caregiver support groups. There are caregiver kind of support, Mm -hmm. I don't know, resources available out there. You need a break sometimes, too. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And there are respite services
0: available. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say you're caring for somebody with dementia, like you can contact the Alzheimer's Association and they will often like help you identify respite services. Sometimes there are even grants available. Like I I am Mm -hmm. not... Michaela would know a lot more about this than I do. I am not a social worker. I just play one on TV. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, But there are, you know, usually there are, like, grants for services, like, either respite care or, like, changing, let's say, the layout of your house if somebody has, like, a oh, aging-related mm-hmm. disability, et cetera. Sure. So like, sometimes there's, like, state monies available for this yeah. sort of thing.
1: Um, yeah but you, yeah. would, you would know more than I would know about I, that. I honestly don't have that much knowledge of Okay, it. great. I, <laughs> we're both I work within so many systems that I haven't, like the actual community resources half the time, I don't always have a full tap-in knowledge too. Yeah, it really changes state by state. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
0: Yeah. So uh, based on this, what do we want to try for outside of podcast experimentation?
1: So I think what I will do, so I already kind of touched base with, Clients, mm-hmm. I wonder if I will do kind of a mental touch base with <laughs> some of the friends and family that yeah. I have that are aging. Yeah, just just kind of do a check in. If yeah. you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I do know what you mean. I have been terrible about that, and actually, that was going to be my homework too. I oh, I don't, I don't do that enough. I'm really bad about like engaging with just relatives I'm awful about it because I'm just like I'm an excuse trainer I'm so busy like I'm literally so busy that I just completely I it slips my mind entirely and I was like texting with my grandma literally this morning thinking like, Oh my God, you are being such a piece of shit right now. Like you gotta call your grandma. Like, and I just, I, I'm awful about it and I don't know yeah. what my deal is. I, I don't know. I want to be better about it, but I feel like my space hasn't been there. So I think maybe I need to just like do a zoom with my grandma or maybe just like go back home and make sure to engage with my extended family and the people in my extended family who are aging I don't know what my deal is. Like
1: I just You've got a lot going on. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. It is it's hard. It's hard.
0: Yeah, for (laughs) for the listeners, I my have you guys ever seen the video of the dumpster that has a fire inside of it? It's like and it's like floating down the river like it's like literally i haven't seen the one floating down the river i've seen a dumpster fire it's like a animated fire it's like a the video is a real picture of a dumpster in a flood that's like really being washed away by the flood and floating down this river and then they like somebody has added like fake flames to the dumpster and that is kind of the state of life right now over here now it is fun is it interesting Yes is it weird? Yes are there things going on that are I don't understand absolutely and I'm holding on loose. we are learning and growing we are learning and growing all of us over here um, but that could explain my inability to interact with family members like a person and it's just I mean I think it's just part of like you have a kid you got some weird shit going on you got a job it's that's life now unfortunately like. There's nobody really has time to be stay at home anymore because you have to have dual income to exist. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, it's just I'm not I'm preaching the choir. Everybody here gets it. The listeners get it. Yeah. You guys know. Well,
1: I like that homework. We I mean, we'll do our best. Yeah, we're going to try our best. <laughs> we will do a medium job. We'll, we'll get like we'll get a C
0: plus grade. Uh, B's make PhDs. Right. And C's get yeah. degrees. So whatever. <laughs>
1: We're going to do our best. So do you happen to have a joke for me this week? I do. Okay, hit me. A young man was heading to the pub when he noticed an old man fishing in a puddle right outside. Okay. Feeling bad for that old man, the young man invited the old man inside for a drink. As they were sipping their whiskeys, the young man thought he had humor the old man and asked, So, how many have you caught today? The old man replied, You're the eighth. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's really funny. I love that so much. Yeah. I love it's like flipping it on its head of old people not being cute. Like, they've... They, they can run a con just as well as the rest of us, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. I you got, got one. one. So okay. I, I actually got two. So I, ooh, you know, when I go through menopause, I want to stop thinking of hot flashes as hot flashes. I want to start thinking them as my inner child just playing with matches. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also have another one, which is now that I'm getting older, everything's really starting to click for me. My knees. My back. My neck. <laughs> my hair. Seriously, though, when I go up and down the stairs, yeah, my the ankles joints. and my knees. Oh, man. I like. Sounds like Rice, Rice Krispies. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is good. This is probably going well. I don't think this is alarming at all.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. So
0: thank you so much for joining our podcast today, Shit Your Shrink Thinkers. And if you are interested in creating a little financial donation, feel free to put a tip in our tip jar. It helps us keep doing what we're doing. That's at www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink things. And also, if financial contribution is not an option, option, just like or subscribe to our podcast or write a nice review. Give us five stars or even just share an episode with a friend that helps us gain some visibility and as a reminder we do have an instagram a facebook all the things our instagram has been a little dormant lately but we're we're throwing down some new memes yeah got some memes made we're working on it
1: (laughs) yeah we're doing
0: (laughs) we're doing stuff (laughs) so thank you so much for joining and we will catch you next week for an episode on travel and mental health yeah talk to you next time
1: bye bye For example, like a failure to recognize uh, am- ammonia. Hold on. Um, and there's symptoms of asthma. Well,
0: what?
1: Pneumonia. 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 Why was Sorry. I was like, "No, num- I was like ammonia." Oh, no, <laughs> that's not it. Fuck. Okay, let's. Okay. For example, failure to recognize ammonia. What did I just say it wrong? <laughs> Okay, I'm editing this one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to
0: edit the toilet one. This is yours. Ammonia? Pneumonia? N-monia. Ammonia? pneumonia.
1: Okay. Oh, Jesus, tits. Yeah. Okay. okay. For example, failure to recognize... Lo- For example, failure to recognize... Amo-